I'll make this quick because, you know, you might disconnect with him. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> <My bad. laughs> hey, what's going on, people? It's your boy, Ray, back from podcast number four. Let's get it on. I'm joined with my co-hosts. So, yeah, y'all, not, y'all just not going to introduce yourselves? Damien, nice to meet you, everyone. Ever. You know, hope everybody's staying dry out here. There's a thunderstorm right now. Uh, I'm Janelle. Nice to meet y'all. Can't wait to talk to y'all. Let you into my mind. Yo, yo, yo. It's Jay. Nice to meet y'all. Let's get it on. All right. All right. Let you into my mind. That's a very interesting intro. Right? Oh, you know, I was trying something different. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You letting people in right now? Okay. I'm gonna let people in. Okay. <laughs> Damien, what's the topic for this podcast, please? New developments for the selected few. All right. And you want to like bust that down for the people who might not understand up? Now I want them to think a little bit. Let that marinate in their minds. You know, what does that mean to some folks? Right here. All right, so <laughs> doesn't want to explain what that is. Not see, I gotta, I gotta make, I gotta make them, you know, think, you know, be that mysterious guy. I mean, for the podcast, you bug it. Oh, mm-hmm. bro, you need to have some bullet points or something. <laughs> Y'all need to have a rough draft. Uh, no, I got it. No, I got the rough. Okay, so, so, so basically, with that, one take this and then try to nah, have nah, us nah. carry. No, 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 because no, nah, I'll, I'll, I'll take over. So basically, the top, the, what that means is gentrification. What that means is creation that is for just one group of people, but the, you know, like I said, selected few. When the other group of people, like the other party, they don't get that. It's like everybody's like, for example, um, think about this as every Friday at your school, there was a pizza party, but you was the bad, badass little kid, you ain't getting a slice. But imagine that as life. You're never getting a slice. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like this is a good analogy, but I'm a rock with it. <laughs> well, I like, the, I can see that you're never getting a slice mm-hmm. piece of that because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like they're, you know, you, especially living in rougher neighborhoods those urban neighborhoods where it's like you're living in poverty you don't have enough and then here comes the government coming in and making everything new in your home in your city and you don't get to live there because you can't afford it so you got to move somewhere else like it's like you're almost there but you just you don't get to see it you don't get to see it on the other side i would not hold uh well not hold them but i would not be surprised if one day we see fences in our neighborhoods and then the new developments yeah yeah like 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 you said to keep us in but um jordan what do you have to say about that anything you want to weigh in man if i start talking it might be for a long time (laughs) Nah, I need that wokeness, man. Uh, I, I mean, mm-hmm. different perspective of life. Um, 
very insightful, Jordan. Um, appreciate that. Uh, moving along, I feel like you gotta take it like I really feel like you have to take it as it is. As much as there's a title for it, like it's made for people who can afford it, and you might not fit in that demographic. And I feel like this ties to other background and deeper roots in history and knowledge. But like, I feel like if you have the money to do something, to make a public project or private, it's built in your mindset. So yes, that can be perceived to exclude certain people. But then again, you have the power and the money to make that happen. Are you justifying gentrification? I'm not justifying it. I can see why it happens because it can go on both sides. Hello. Yeah. Once you have the money and the power to make it happen, really, there's there's nobody really that can tell you what to do. It's the same thing as regards to like HBCUs, like the money and the power made that happen to only allow people of color to go to those schools. That's the way I perceive it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I understand. I mean, <clears throat> I guess... I'm not saying have, it's right. Well, yeah, I can understand. Because like like you were saying, like if you have the wealth and power to do it, then why not do it and make more wealth and power, you know? But it's just, I guess, stepping on the little people in the process. Like, that's the part that, of course, wouldn't sit right with anyone or shouldn't sit right with anyone. But then again, that's just unfortunate society we live in. We live in a capitalist society where right. the whole purpose and all that, and the way to get money is to do well and basically step over your competition and anybody else in the way. The right. goal is to reach the top and to make the most money, which apparently is being done constantly. It's not anything new to us, and that's something that's being fed to us since I guess we were born. Yeah. Because, like, even as a child, they would always say, oh, make sure you go to school, get your education. You don't want to be a homeless person on the street, or you don't want to be picking up garbage. So it was just, like, you know, get that money, get the resources so you can be better than that person that has less resources. I guess. That's how I also take it. But then again, it's also very shameful to the point where, like, people who... I guess are already like started a life in their homes and everything, like gen- for generations. Despite all the madness, you know, it's like you know what I can actually see myself settling down in this urban area, and then um, Dim Dimadone with his long white hat comes into the neighborhood <laughs> and basically says, "All right, y'all niggas need to leave." What like, is that meme from? Up. Who is that from? <laughs> <laughs> that's from Fairly Odd Pants. That's what they tried to do to us. And the, um, well, not us, because like we wasn't even born yet. I guess our grandparents or, but like years ago in Roxbury, like where they tried to like build a highway over our homes and the people, they said, fuck that. Excuse my friends, they they said that and they just, you know, they rioted, they they started doing stuff. But I was just wondering like where are those people now? Because mm. these developments they're like they're getting rampant. Right. 
that's a really great Mm -hmm. question too like where are those people now like where are the people like especially if you're already living in the i guess cheaper areas and you get kicked out of there like where do you go you gotta go to a place like brockton taunton all right so ray i'm gonna i'm gonna say these are areas that you have to have a car to drive into the city because like you know there's no I mean, there's buses, but it'll take you a good, like, 40 minutes to get into the city or something. So mm-hmm. you would have to move because, like, the where I see it as this, too, the more accessible an area is to, like, I guess the leisure mm-hmm. stuff is... um Like, in Boston, the city. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm getting charged because there's a gym next to me. I don't even use that gym, but I'm getting mm-hmm. charged for it. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. Yeah, I don't know, but it's all a business. It's all a business in dollar signs. It just sucks that that a lot of people are saying, "Oh, I'm just gonna move down south." I'm one of them because F Boston. But it just it sucks that we gotta do that. Because honestly, if the rent wasn't so bad here, I'd stay. But or nah, because nah. snow's nah, snow is bad. Oh, you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. All right, word. I have a, I have something to say. I mean, let's just start. Let's just start from the basics, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you guys know your U.S. history? A little bit. I got a B minus. All right. I mean, let, let's just start from the basics. Where did, where, where did America really start at? Started Massachusetts. Here. Yep. So what does that mean? Just because, just because, what you see here. We we obviously know gentrification happens everywhere, but this is really where it started at and where America started at. And what did what did what did we what were we based off of, bro? You mm-hmm. feel me? A lot of things were were take and and that was it. No nobody had control. And I always say to people like slavery. I'm going. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on like some topics, but I'll I'll, I'll dive deeper into them. Slavery wasn't that long ago. So with that being said, it's the mindset in which some people are still within that they cannot see the foreseeable future in terms of themselves buying a home. You know, like I talked to my grandmother, not my grandmother, I talked to my grandfather just about buying homes. And he says it's the dumbest idea. But when you buy a home, that's something that you own and nobody can push you out of that. People need to start owning homes and, and, and less of renting homes. When you rent that's what fucks you up. When you own, that's where you cre- can create a stand. And Absolutely. so, I mean, I'll just stop right there. But like, just like where where America started, it started here. So you're gonna get a lot of different things of the culture. That's why on our on our license plates it says that we are the spirit of America. Mm. On, on on Massachusetts license plates. It's it, it states we are the spirit of America. So you have to think about that. Like where I grew up in Roxbury, I can go there right now and it's not the same. A lot of things have been ripped down, but all, all of these things they come with they come with a, a nice technique. When 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 crime rates go up, values of, of of real estate and everything depreciates. That makes it cheap for the people that are actually know the business to buy these buildings because who wants to who wants to who wants to go to the corner store when niggas is getting shot there every day so what happens it runs businesses out 
So it, 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 it's a system in that in, in which we have to follow, but we need to know what we're doing to ourselves. A lot of people, a lot of people glorify the hood life like it's something, but it's not. We killing each other, and what we really doing by killing each other is we're 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 killing our 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 race, uh, a generation for the future to to do something better for ourselves. So a lot of people just give up because it's 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 bigger than what it's bigger than what we make it seem as if it is. It's not it's not it's not as easy as it is. It's it's really a big topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a lot of layers that goes into gentrification, like you said, yeah. that can really like go all the way back to slavery, like you were saying. Um, and I wanted to just like touch on the whole owning versus renting too, because that's what makes um, that's what makes I guess white people have be so wealthy is that because they buy their houses, they own house. That's like a house is um, the biggest form of ownership and Mm -hmm. like when you see your net worth like your house is a huge increase on your net worth Mm -hmm. and so uh, what the reason why i'm sorry the reason why like black people are so poor is because we're renting we're stuck in that cycle of renting and we don't you know own a house but even that even the reasons to why we're renting stems back into to slavery right because yep. it's like if you can't afford a house like you can't just go and buy a house you know there's a lot of credit there's financial literacy that goes into all that and so it's like if you have just been in this stuck mindset like it's cycles you know like you can't you can't um it's hard to break yeah. And so I think it, it's easy, actually, for these gentrifiers and these wealthy businessmen to come and kind of take advantage and honestly prey on that mindset that we've been forced to have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate because it's like you're out here renting because you don't have any other choice, really. And then when you finish, it's like, they're coming in, the gentrifiers are coming into your town and they're like um, buying all these businesses and they're renovating all these apartments near you and places. And it's just like your your rent is already going up. It's like you can't even buy a house. Like, how can you even think about buying a house when you can barely even afford to pay rent and what you already have? Mm-hmm. So it, I, I think it's just like, like you said, it's very complicated. There are a lot of layers behind it. I, for one, would like to just kind of i guess see how we get out of this rut like how do we like, break these cycles mm-hmm. and, and 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 this is gonna sound funny but i think really i think really the the only thing that will break us out of this cycle is love mm. <laughs> and 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 i'm not i'm not even talking about peace but i'm talking about peace within our own community and you can just look at for example i don't know I, I, we could just do a quick. We can just do a quick toll. It'll be blessed. It'll be blessed to see if, if, if I'm wrong. But I mean, how many people grew up here? I speak for myself. I grew up with a single parent mom. Did anyone else grow up in a single single parent home here? No. Or no? I did oh, not. Like Fortunately, like half, half and half. Like sometimes half I stay with my mom. Sometimes I stay with my dad. So, but so, split. So, so you split. Yeah. Like co-parenting okay. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, just just on that topic alone, I know that that there's a lot of people who have single parent moms 
and single parent dads. So just just the simple fact on that, yo, raising a child, yet alone ourselves, like I don't know if you guys work, but bro, that is tough. And especially if you're getting the minimum wage with no education, no, no, no college degree, how can you support or even build a future or even have good credit if you're if you're if you're living on a life of getting paid fifteen dollars an hour, sixteen dollars an hour, plus mm-hmm. you got a kid. Mm-hmm. It, it's impossible. So what I mean by just love, like I think I think I think the, the numbers would, would be better for us if there was more black people that were together. Yeah. The black if, family. It's very important. That foundation of just the simple black family. It's, it's gonna a take, simple foundation. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna take like a huge culture shift. I am so blessed to be a part of this generation, honestly, because I do see it in a lot of just black conscious thinkers um, talking out and really speaking about the shift that we need to make as a people, as a society, as a black society, because like there are a lot of values that have been broken in us because of systemic racism, because of oppression. And it really keeps us in that cycle, like for generations and generations and generations. I mean, they did a number on us back in slave times. Like they really, you know, made it so that we weren't viewed as people until this day. It's like, we still don't have that. We still don't have that mindset that as our counterparts, as our white peers, because we just weren't born with it like they were. We didn't have it like they did. So, yeah, I guess just to finish, it's just, I think speaking out like we are doing right now is just really huge and like doing better for the future generations, making sure like, like Jordan was speaking on like the black family, um, making sure that, you know, we set a foundation for our future generation, making sure we build a legacy, making sure, you know, we get into businesses and investing and start really pulling in wealth so that we can live better, honestly. And, and and I feel like too, like a lot, like I, I feel like a lot of black people just because of slavery, we have trust issues built within us, and so even when we're alone, we can only depend on ourselves. If we are not dependent on someone else that we can trust, at the end of it, who? And I feel like trust is trust is something you definitely need within business. A lot of things can go left if you just simply don't trust the process oh why is this dude trying to talk to me about some credit you know oh i'm, I'm not giving him my social security why does a lot of things a lot of things are built off of trust and i feel like that's that's another thing that we fail to have because of what has happened to us historically but i'm gonna hold Which my i don't to historically I feel like it's more like the lessons being taught now because even historically speaking, we can only experience or learn about it through history. But as regards to the conscious mind and how we deal with it, that's something that's been raised through. So unless that carries over all the way through from that, that's just something that we have to learn off what we're experiencing now. And that's where education really becomes important at that point because regardless of trust and integrity, becomes how you think as a person when you're running a business and a lot of people don't have that type of mindset to run a business yeah like and there's it's really two different type of business minds when you come down to it those are those who try to 
help everybody, which that person will take probably a longer time to grow and reach a level where they probably need to be successful. And as a person who's only out for themselves, who are willing to cut ties and do things that we might see as evil or wrong to get to where they need to be and to where the level they're supposed to be at. And really, that's what really comes down to when it comes to businesses and that mindset, that financial literacy and how mm-hmm. to play the game. Yeah. You know, I, ca- I connect a lot and of if things. Anything is- oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you, you go ahead, Brody. <laughs> my fault, bro. I got bad connectivity, so it got silent. I was like, let me speak. My fault. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I really do love to connect everything to uh, – to what the world has already given us and what the world has already given us i how i see it is nature and just speaking on this one thing um you guys know like currents a current in the water mm-hmm. and how that's yeah, ongoing yeah. currents currents are ongoing they never stop a current in the water is it's ongoing so i look at currency in a way currency is forever ongoing and people are always going to spend money 20 every second, every minute. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm what I'm getting at is yes, money money is good and all, but it's really knowledge is all all the power that it holds because without you can have you could I could have $10,000 and you were speaking on just financial literacy. And I could be financially illiterate if I can't, if I can't, if I can't spend ten dollars well, how can I spend ten thousand dollars well? I put it like that. If you don't know what to no. do with ten dollars, how can you expect more in your hands? And a lot of people just think, oh, if I have more money, life would be better, and that's not that's not always true. So you have to be oh, financially literate. You following me? Yeah. yeah. Knowledge is power, bro. You gotta be smart with your money. Mm-hmm. Feel me? Uh, us, 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 us as a people, we'll rather buy a Porsche, a Lamborghini, a Tesla before we buy a house. Which is ridiculous. That shows a lack of knowledge right there. Mm-hmm. Just, shows- because, just because a, a shorty will like it. Or the yeah. dudes will like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even before that, like some people will buy a car in a house before investing and trying to double their money. Like it's just all a game of how you should make moves in certain areas. Yeah, I think it's unfortunate because it kind of just shows where our values lie. Like as much as I see people who are out here talking about, you know, values that will help them in life, like you know, just being able to handle your money and being like really. Um, focused on family and your life, your future life and your your retirement, right? Instead of valuing those things, people value in the now. People value like cars. People value clothes and bling and drip and all that stuff. And it's like as a culture, it's crazy because I kind of see both sides. Like as a culture, I feel like as much as we are conscious and we're like becoming a lot more spiritual and and understanding you know our well-being especially as being black it's like at the same time we're still focused on hollywood and hollywood culture Mm -hmm. and fast cash and not really not really seeing the repercussions and it's like it's we watch it all the time it's on our social media it's on our tv and we kind of fall prey to that even though we know it's not right 
so it's like how do we how do we go about that like how do we kind of change that narrative for us so that we can be focused on our future and longevity and not just what's cool now i would say like a balance like it's okay to like all that stuff but like everyone is saying here be care be uh, mindful of what you're spending your money on because like i've known dudes who would clown me for not having the freshest jays on but then i look into their kitchen and then i'm like you have no bread in here you have sadness like like i'm w- wearing my tims that cost like 60 dollars and you're wearing your like what are those carmines that cost like 300 350 or 400 like no i'm all set and it's think he disconnected uh whoops but um <clears throat> oh there he is <laughs> yeah I, I hear the rain man <laughs> yep but uh yeah long story short yeah um just be mindful of where the money's going Especially if it's like not uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for like unlimited and all that stuff. But yeah, um, speaking on speaking on gentrification. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, all right. So where I went to school, I'll tell you guys where I went to school. I went to school in the richest town of Massachusetts. So I saw both sides. I'm dirty poor. But I also saw the dirty rich people. Uh, where I went to school is in, in a town called Weston. W-E-S-T-O-N. You can look it up. It's it's honestly, I think it's like ranked 17 richest city in the whole United States. So what I saw out there versus what I saw here in the hood was two different things. And everyone knows this. I mean, you can go to the hood right now, and I guarantee you that you'll see about, like, what, 40 different liquor stores? If I'm out there in the suburbs, I got to drive about, like, 30 or 40 minutes before I hit the first liquor store. So just liquor alone and with having so many liquor stores boxed up in the whole community, that creates domestic violence. That also creates violence in general. So you got to look at those. Do yourself do yourself a little research if you don't know about, about you know, the crime rates on just what one liquor store can do to a community. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And that's, and that's how you'll see why gentrification happens. Because if all this crime is happening, that's running out businesses. That's, that's ruining businesses. You just gonna be oh that's the KFC that always gets shot up on Sundays. Don't go there. <laughs> that's how it is. I actually know a KFC that got shot up one time. Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not even lying. It was right across the street from the police station. Uh, yeah. So I actually grew up mm-hmm. in the suburbs myself. So honestly, I don't really like. I mean. I drive by the hood sometimes. I drive through it. My church is there, you know. Like, I got friends there and whatnot. But, like, my life has been in the suburbs. So, honestly, like, I was just telling Damien before we even started, like, I went to Dorchester to, like, South Bay. That's in Dorchester, right? Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, I went to like that South Bay area and we were driving through and then I just saw like all these nice houses and I was just like, are we in Dorchester? Like I was confused because from my knowledge, Dorchester was the hood. It was where they were shooting up places, you know, like so it was just um just weird to see that like flip kind of and I was like, Oh, like maybe I wanna move to Dorchester and like I'm saying that and it's like from going from going to like I guess being nervous about living around that area where it's like high crime rate and low poverty to like wanting to move there just because of the switch. It's just as un- unfortunate because it's like, why didn't the government do this sooner? That way that would have leveled the playing field for um, the suburb communities and the lower income urban communities. And I wanted to also ask Ray, like you live in Arizona. So like, is there like hoods there? Like, how does it work? in arizona like how was it so, do you see it's, it it's everywhere <laughs> oh okay it's every, like honestly like it's everywhere like in the new developed areas like it's a lot nicer but for previous areas that were developed earlier there are a lot more congested it's a lot more crime um mm. but that doesn't single out like each area like from phoenix all the way to the area i'm in which is mesa that you have to go through the rich areas of Chandler, Gilbert, those don't really have hoods as much, but as soon as you go into between Gilbert and Mesa, there's hoods there, and then obviously in Phoenix. And, like, it's certain areas. It's right down, like, in every major city. Like, you know, you have the nice, rich part of the town where the businesses are, townhouses, apartments near there. And then it's the outskirts where you start seeing like rougher houses, rougher apartments and everything of that nature. But like you'll see more liquor stores coming into those areas than you will see anywhere else in the city. And that's where, again, a lot of the crime does happen. Just to piggyback off of what Jordan says, like the more mm-hmm. people have alcohol in the system, the more it, ideas seem less bad and the more violent they just seem to get. Like, I'm not even in a bad area, but just to put this in perspective, literally, like, four blocks down, not even four blocks, four houses down, a lady got kicked out of her house by her husband, or her ex-husband, I should say now. She got drunk, she came back, tried to rob the place after he put all her stuff out. He saw her bust out shots. They had a shootout literally four blocks away from I mean, four houses away from me. What the hell? And yeah, it's stuff like that. When alcohol gets involved, situations obviously get tricky. So the more alcohol that's in a city or like in an area of vicinity, the more situations can get to that level. Right, right. Mm. Peace of mind is what is what people need, and and also a peace of mind, like mm-hmm. hearing exactly. fireworks. And- not knowing if it's fireworks or gunshots, that creates a different type of, I would say, insanity in, per, in, a, in a person's mind. There's no peace in that. When it's summertime, you don't know when it, if it's fireworks or gunshots. And that's the saddest part of, of the hood. Mm-hmm. Um, but know, I, I was fortunate kinda... enough, I moved, oh, oh, I moved the fuck out. I, I mm. moved out of the hood. And it's funny because, like, if you live in quietness, you can think. And like, think about all these homes that are like, feel like the projects that, that have like 
a hundred residents in it and everyone's screaming this person's drunk that person's on crack you just hear so many different things within the walls that doesn't create a peace of mind for yourself so there's so many distractions in the hood that they'll forever remain because of just what the hood is and i don't know if, if it's and, and i think that's a cheap shot to blame the government we have to take responsibilities for ourselves i don't think anyone i don't think anyone grows up and says i'm gonna be a crackhead i think that decision is made you make that decision nobody's telling you nobody's nobody's forcing crack into your system it, it, it people have to own up like that's what becoming a man and a woman is you got to own up to your to what you do I, I think personally i know i know that the government has done this and that but like when when we as a people just boss up stop stop fucking crying you can't cry about this shit we know yeah it. yeah i agree with that mm-hmm. being a bum is a is, is sometimes a choice i don't care what type of odds are against you 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 literally you accept your losses and you accept your wins. I like I, that. Like, I like that. I, I really, I, I have no sympathy for, for, for certain cases. Like, yeah, everyone's born in different situations, but at what point are you going to say, "I don't want this fucking life"? At at what point are you going to say that for yourself? Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, my only thing on that is like, you can't always. Like, you don't really know people's, like, life experiences. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, like, just, like, I know that the government, we all know that the government put crack in our urban cities to sell, like, right? Mm -hmm. So that, so just to make money for the government. But it was just, like, you know, that was a huge root of the deterioration of the Black family, the Black man, um, the Black woman, just, like, you know, putting these things in us. And I mean, why do people take drugs? I mean, yeah, you make that choice initially, initially that first choice to take it, but you also got to think about like the reason why you're taking it. So like, if you're living in extreme poverty and you really are trying to escape, unfortunately, some people just don't know how to do that. They don't understand how to like, how to handle and how to cope with those emotions and so fortunately that's that initial choice and then once that gets in your system then we know like just from scientific facts yeah exactly how it just kind of you just kind of go down the rabbit hole when you start taking drugs like that um so yeah i do think that we, there's a there's a level of responsibility that we need to take within ourselves which is why i i feel like no like unfortunately i don't want to talk about like the older generation and say that there's no hope for them but really like the world the world is the future so it's kind of like we kind of got to just focus on like the younger generation because they're the one that's going to grow up and make the difference I feel like if you've already lived your life and you're like 50 60 and you look back and you're like shoot I should have done this 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 a lot of the time like it, it is a little too late to be doing certain things unfortunately like I want to think that it's never too late you can always change up but at the same time, like, if you've already, like, lived your life, you've already made your bed, you just got to have to lie in it um, mm-hmm. and just hope that it just gets better for your future generations. So, like, um, it's really up to, like, us to, like, make sure we kind of break these generational curses of falling prey to drugs and fall- falling prey to alco- alcoholism. Like, mm-hmm. it is up to us. So, 
I feel like, yeah, the future generation, it's like, I'm, that's where we need to really put all our eggs in. And we really need to put our focus into Gen Z millennials, maybe, but Gen Z and the generations after. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I really feel what to what he was saying. Um, some of these, uh, what you call it? They're afraid of these like uh, black developments because, like, look what happened with Black Wall Street. And when and then a lot of these um, companies now they're just starting to develop, you know, black-owned towns where it's like you know affordable housing, affordable living, you know, peace, peace on earth type of stuff over there. And these white folks, they're so angry at that and i just don't understand why if you tell us you don't want us here you're not welcome in this neighborhood so we create and establish our 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 neighborhoods our businesses our banks our development and for somehow you're triggered that upsets you that um that always like made me look at them like they're like they have two heads (laughs) that's ridiculous it's like you can't win and um Going back to like uh, the whole where do we live? I live in a place where it's kind of like a mix of suburb and a mix of hood, mm. which is really, really weird when I explain it. Because on the right side, there's like houses that people actually own and build, and then the left side, some of them are apartments, you know, brick houses, not project, just you know, brick, brick apartments, like at that. Mm. So it's I, I guess I get a little mix of everything. And um, when I was looking into houses or in Georgia, for example, uh, there was a black YouTuber who was saying, now this is gonna sound effed up when I say this, but when you are living in an area in, like uh, Georgia, you gotta make sure one of three things that you're, you're doing. Number one, you're living in a somewhat gated community because Georgia, uh, Georgia boys, they're a little bit, what's the word, more aggressive and Occasional break-ins happen there and there. Fun fact, there's an area, I think it's called Fairburn, which is required for you to have a gun license because of the occasional Mm. (laughs) break-ins. And this whole um, stand your ground loss. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. And then um, the the guy said this too, try not to live near, what do you call it, where there's easy bus access because of all the riffraff. So, you know, he was talking about um, how do I say it without sounding rude, bro? I mean, riffraff is already a rude word, but if y'all can guess what I'm like referring to, like, I guess people who don't have as much money, but, or, I don't know, that sounds really effed up when I say it. <laughs> but it is what it is, because, like, if you lived in that area close to the buses, you're going to see a whole bunch of different people into your, you know, in your neighborhood. And it sucks when you're a black person looking at these um like thinking of leaving the state you gotta make sure like okay how's the crime rate though how's the crime rate like will i be safe Mm -hmm. it's 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 unfortunate so i just heard that thunderstorm i don't know if you just heard that you know yeah i did yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah, that's my, I guess, take on it. I mean, there's still probably more uh, stuff I can say. Um, this is going to sound effed up. I kind of lost hope with the whole Boston living here. Like, once August or July comes of next year, I'm trying to move up out of here, man. Like, I feel like this place isn't designed for us because when they talk about Boston and, like, when they have those, uh, what do you call those, commercials, majority of the uh, people you see is white, 
Yeah. And the only time you see a black person is if they're in a really interracial couple, like a black mm-hmm. a black guy and a white woman, or a white man with like a fair skinned black girl, uh, to sh- to uh, show diversity. But once you go into the real reality of Boston, you see all these apartments, you see all these developments. Uh, the cops are kind of getting a little racy over here. It's just it's. I feel like this place is designed for you to have as many resources. There's a lot of resources here where a lot of people from different states, they come here um, to go to school, to, to get a good job, and yada, yada. But then for the people who actually live here, we use the resources here, and then we move the hell out, and we don't come back. <laughs> uh, that's just how it is. Yeah. Like, other than the, the whole thing about Boston, this where I mean, Massachusetts, where history started, that's it. History, summer is okay. It's really hot, humid. It's icky. The it's snow so is, icky and the snow yeah. is crazy. Yeah. The snow is crazy. And then everything is just, yeah, there's new developments. Everything is look, looking new and nice. But then I give it another two years, we won't be able to afford it. Ugh, you will not be able to afford it at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It sucks. But, yep. Well, Jordan disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ray, do you have anything else you'd like to say, my G? Or you're kind of good. I'm kind of good. Like, everything devolves from wealth and power and just knowledge. There you is have access to two out of those three. You pretty much have control of what you want done. Mm-hmm. And with internet nowadays, there's no way you could say that you don't have access to knowledge. There are libraries. There are, you don't even have to go to the library anymore at this point. Just look on your phone. We have ebooks, audiobooks. You don't even have to read. <laughs> you could just listen. Yeah. <laughs> right. Facts. But like with that mm-hmm. knowledge, you can't really do much. You have to have the now available either resources or yeah resources to cover it all to go ahead and apply that knowledge to good use like mm-hmm. and that's why you need two out of those three to really choose because like as what was already stated like with we have neighborhoods with black owned businesses black wall street once it shifts off from the people realizing more people are getting in power that's going to offset them because as and I'm using this like very loosely an oppressor to see your oppressed reach that same level how would you feel yep I was thinking that same thing they don't want to see this one no deep down I'm not saying all people are like this but the people who know who have knowledge who have power don't really want to see other people come up of course not. Because when they come up, you they go down. lose power. Yep. Exactly. Yep, exactly. I see that. I see and that. The 1% want to stay the 1%, okay? Exactly. <laughs> and that's really what capitalism is formed off of. Like, Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen, um, sorry to cut you off, bro, but I don't know if you've ever seen this um, statement like where I think it was in a show or movie, like there was these old white dudes and it's just oh everything's changing now, trying to be all and it's like it's making it harder for us. And it's like I know this is just acting, but I'm like, do they actually feel this way? 
Yeah. Like sometimes when you see a white actor be the oppressor, it's like, hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I can trust you. It's like you did too good of an actor. Like I hate you as this character. So I, I don't know, you know? So like, yeah, that is definitely I mean, something. Hmm? I feel that, but like the way I think is you can't you have to separate the artist from his life, from his art. And that applies to all work of life. Like you can't Oh yeah, most definitely. Touch R. Kelly, and I, I'm saying this as an example. Don't I don't want to be nah. Okay, <laughs> you can't judge R. Kelly for R. Kelly for making music that was judge him for what good he's done, music, but we can judge him for what he's done. You have to Absolutely. separate the artist from the person because mm-hmm. those are two different people. The what you're representing in a song is not who you can be in actuality. Same thing with Tupac. What Tupac represents in a song is not who he is in actuality. He never killed any cops. But that's how he expressed himself. Mm-hmm. You have to separate the art from the artist. And I feel like that's what you have to do for a lot of anybody you've seen portraying a character because they're just filling in the role. Now, who they are in actuality just might be a piece of shit. Mm. Mm. Like, y'all seen our Car- Carly, right? <laughs> of yeah. course. All right, you remember the episode where um, Carly and Sam were trying to help out the other dude who lost in the voice competition? It was like their version of American oh, Idol. Oh, David yeah, the, I remember that episode. The British guy, the British dude. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a great. He was a phenomenal singer. But he was a terrible person. Yeah. So you yeah. have to separate the art from the artist because they're never going to be the same person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that has to do with a lot of what we're doing today in society. It's like you can do great work, but be a trash person. And it all portrays mm-hmm. to your actions. And you know what I think that also kind of um, applies towards like like what we were talking about the wealthy and the one percent is I mean are they trash people like do you think that these one percent people are like bad people or did they just were they just lucky enough to learn how to come up and are just living based off of what they were given like although yes they're stepping on people they're not actually doing it like themselves right they're not actually going out of the way to do exactly. it exactly it's just how the world is set up is how their world is set up so it's like can we even be mad at that one percent if we're also trying to strive to be like them you know because i like, mean but even in that one percent there's still mm-hmm. a difference and because I'm, say this right yeah because like say like say this we all we all think this i know both of us uh, no all three of us are thinking this right now when we have kids we want to make sure they don't have to struggle as much as us. Like they not have a comfortable cushy life, but if they want to go to college, we have the money and the funds for them to go to college. If they want a Lamborghini, we're going to say, nah, that's you go find (laughs) that by yourself. You do that. We're going to help you regular parent style. Like I'm going to make sure you have a car when you're like 16, a little cheap 
uh, Honda or something just to get you around point A to point B. You don't need nothing too fancy. You're able to go to a good school with a good education, all the basic necessities. Mm-hmm. Now, say this right, my kid, I right, say I'm like 85 years old and I die, and then my grandson, my great grand, is he has some of my inheritance. And he, you know, uses the money. He's, you know, now part of the 1%. Can people hate him now? Mm. It's like, I mean, unless he's like not b- blowing up Amazon rainflower, uh, rainforests or whatever, then he's fine, I guess. But it's just, I always think about that. If we give our kids something that we couldn't have as um, kids ourselves, can they, are they um, subjected to, to the hate and is it justified no and here's why I say no it's not how you get the money that matters but what you do when you get the money and I feel like what the world and a lot of us are who like pay attention to that is nobody likes getting shit on right Mm -hmm. so Say, for example, your grandson gets all this money. He enters his 1%, right? He balling. Hmm. And he used to be poor. Now he's rolling up in a Rolls Royce <laughs> to where he used to stay in a poor area. Hmm. And he's just flexing on people. Uh-huh. That's going to create hate. Because when you use money and you don't try to bring anybody else up with you, that just creates hate because you got up and now you're just shitting on everybody else. But um, I would like to say... It's not wrong, but it's going to create tension. Yeah, I'm sorry. I wasn't even trying to cut you off. Um, But remember, like, we had this conversation in the last podcast that we did about, like, envy and being jealous. Mm. So is it is it necessarily that person's fault that you just have hatred in your heart because you're just jealous of me because you can't get it like it just because like because if I have a nice car I should be free to drive it wherever I want I should be free because you know I got it whether I earned it whether I worked hard for it or whether it was passed down to me whether it was a little bit of both like it's still my car that I own so if I want to drive it wherever I should be able to drive it wherever so you know I'm just I guess what I'm trying to say is like It's yeah. a kind of flex here and there and I get yeah. I get you. I get you. But the thing is, I think about it like this. Karma is always watching. So just be humble. Always <laughs> humble. Like always humble like someone's watching. Like say you got a nice car, oh I don't deserve it. In the back you might say, Oh yeah, <laughs> I deserve this shit. Fuck yo, I, I'm out here getting this bread, but just say no, no, no. Just keep that on the back of your head because <laughs> karma is always listening, um, and watching too. But what was you gonna say, Ray? No, that's that's pretty much it. It's just when it comes to envy and jealousy, like that comes from people coming in power. But like, yeah. and I'll say that's one. That's one side of the one percent. The other side is if. You have all this money, right? Mm-hmm. And you then use illegal or even just wrong processes to get more money. Like, I'm going to go ahead and sell $10 shoes for 
<laughs> but the reason why they cost ten dollars is because I'm outsourcing to another country where they're getting paid nothing to go out and make uh, me my millions. Uh, yeah, it's ethically wrong, but it's not illegal. Or some people do illegal stuff and still make a lot of money, whether that be with blood diamonds or credit card scamming all these people on Snapchat. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. human trafficking. Like it's a lot of wrong things to make a lot of good money. Because there, there is a time, like, I guess I was feeling both envious and jealous because I know a credit card scammer and they always flexing on Snapchat. I'm just like, I even, you know, not to be a snitch or whatever, because she scammed me out of my money. I told the police about this. And they didn't do shouldn't. nothing. They didn't do nothing. <laughs> She's still flexing on Snap. I'm like, yo, y'all are useless. If I knew where this person lived, if I knew where they stayed at, it would have been over. Hey, yo, speaking of that comes into play. Like with financial literacy, either I do. I make sure I pay my bills all the time. Exactly. On time. The thing is with the credit card, it's like, and I I realized because I'm I'm getting my credit card now and I'm stopped using my debit card for a lot of like transactions. Mm -hmm. Like whether that be at the gas station, online, anything else, is because with the credit card right you have somebody steals your information they make false transactions you report it to them that's handled pretty much right then either one to three business days or right then the funds are taken off of you they cover it you are not responsible for that right hmm. with your debit card if somebody <laughs> makes a faulty purchase or he takes your information steals buying whatever you got to stop the card, right? They have to take about six weeks to issue another one. They have to investigate to make sure that the card, the money that was taken wasn't actually you, and it was actual fraud. And then they have to get that money back to you, which that can take even longer, a couple even to a couple months. So you're losing less money by using a credit card to make risky purchases online and anywhere else. Because mm. what can be replaced within a day from a bank can take a whole lot longer to come out of your pocket with your debit card. I'm start using my credit card now, just a little bit. Yeah. Just simple things, low key. It's just the reason why I don't use a credit card because it's like I don't want to have to pay that money back because it's not mine. I say this, I buy something that's $180. Great. I bought it, but then next month, oh, remember that item you bought? Yeah, give us the money again. I'm like, all right, there you go. Type of thing. So, I mean, I, I get it. It's good to build credit. And like you said, it's less risky. I don't know. There's something I would try to get in. in uh, I mean, how many with. items are you hmm? buying online, though? That's the thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially if, like you said, if I'm buying it off of a, a, a not-so-reliable site and the, the, you know, the discounts are a little bit too low, Gotta use a credit card just to be safe. <laughs> exactly. Because that's yeah. the you're saving. Yeah. Because even like there was a time where I guess these like credit cards get, uh, I don't even know if you call them credit card scammers. Because, yeah, that's, yeah, there were these guys who they made these fake credit cards, they did all this stuff with them, and they even stated that I, what I'm doing is not really bad. Because look at it this way I take their money, they report it to the bank. 
that money gets back to them. So, and it made me think, oh, you, you know, you, you know, you're not totally wrong, but you're doing something. This is that's morally wrong. But yeah, it's all. Yeah, but I swear, it, like, like going back to what I said with the credit card thing, it, I do begin a little envious because I'm like, man. This is when I was working a hot ass summer job doing IT, and I'm seeing this person in Florida, and I'm seeing this person in Puerto Rico. I'm like, let me just Can find out where you live, man. There. Let me just find out where you live, and it's over. Because <laughs> nah, they really almost got me caught up one time, and I was really mad. <laughs> they got money from you. Did you use a debit card or a credit card? Debit card. See, if you used a credit card, guess what? You wouldn't have lost because the mm-hmm. bank would have lost. Yep. 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 The more you know, man. Yep. The more you know. I like that. The more you know. It should be our end slogan. The more you, <laughs> the more know. you know. That's actually, isn't that something from something? I think that's like. Something with the yeah, that cute gentleman. Is it's not trying though? to get no copyright. No copyright. I think so. Or it's both. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, I gotta look that up. I haven't heard that Gia Joe slogan in a minute. Mm-hmm. But um, is that yeah. it or? Is it- yeah, kind of, kind of want to keep talking a little bit. No, I think, I mean, I think we touched on a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was a good one. So I guess we can just kind of say for like, I guess the next episode. I really want to do this. It can be two weeks from now. It can be a week from now. It can be tomorrow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the episode, uh, it's episode five. Um, I still don't know a, a, a name for it, but it's just something that kind of just drew my attention and I know I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for saying this but it's just my inner wokeness is just you know up there when I notice something is sus but you know how we've been having this you know Black Lives Matter thing basically saying stop killing us stop killing us stop killing yeah but then you see this stop Asian hate you don't see stop all hate you don't see stop white hate. You don't see none of that. It's totally clear. Totally clear for them to say that. They even passed the bill where it's illegal for, um, you know, for uh, racist crimes towards Asian folks. But black people we've been getting shot at since the 60s or even earlier from that because, it's you know, a lot of stuff has happened off record. So where is that? That's what I'm so, hey, yeah, see, you better get me started. Right? That's what I'm like, don't even... That's for the next episode, because that is some BS right there. So, alright, I'm gonna wait, 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 I'm gonna wait. I just just gotta say, like, one quick thing, though, because, like, what's making me bad about just the whole movements in general, like, (laughs) I support the whole LGBTQ movement, like, right on, but... It's just starting to blend together. Like everybody's oppressed. Everyone's trying to fight for something. And it's mm-hmm. just like it's you... it's taking the meaning out of what 
we were trying to do originally. Mm-hmm. See, oh, uh, uh, I'm not gonna say that because you. Uh, <laughs> and now you can say one thing. You can say no, one no, thing. No, that's my one, one thing. This is like, oh, I say. Nah, you gotta say one thing. It's, it's, it's gonna ignite a conversation. <laughs> just one thing, just one thing. That's all you gotta say. No, no, bro. It's gonna ignite a conversation because, like, uh, nah, right. just say. I'm just gonna not respond. <laughs> Listen, like, with me being like mixed like i see it from like all angles and at, at the point like we're using a movement at the end of the day what it's called whatever you want to use it but the end point still needs to be the same it's not just the fact that it's our movement the end goal is to stop injustice period against everybody whether that's with police brutality hate crimes or anything else and i feel like what we've done it so it's only affecting one race when it's really a problem against the whole nation and that's the type of poison that's going to divide us and it's effectively divided us because if you take a look at like black Lives matter when it came at the results of that was not justice but and more opposition which came with all lives matter and now with the asian the the bill that just prevented Asian hate specifically on that mm. touching on that mm. that's causing more division because now we feel a type of way because why won't we include it with everything that we've been putting out mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that at that point like oh, no, no, like, no, no. Not, uh, no 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 stop right there we got to save this <laughs> energy save this fire race save it. But um, yeah. uh, See, this I is why even... I didn't want to say nothing. <laughs> nah, but I like that. This you... is why I didn't want no, to no, say no. nothing. You was going in, but then I looked at the time. I ah, you know, we gotta stop, or you know, but another we'll... hour later. <laughs> yeah, but we're yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. This is why this is why I didn't want to say nothing. Mm-hmm. But we definitely gonna talk touch up on this subject. Definitely, I can't wait. Um, it really is unfortunate what happened with Jordan. Um, hopefully he can be with us uh, another time. But I know I like the energy with just the three of us. Not gonna sound uh, rude when I say that. Or uh, I just I love it. This dynamic is really really um, grounded. I love it. It's it's definitely cool. But like the reason why mm-hmm. I want I definitely would love Jordan to come in is like he the way he thinks and his knowledge ability is just it's on point. Oh, it's, yep. Yeah. He's woke, woke. I love that. So. Hopefully, hopefully he can be with us on the next one. No disconnections and all that. All right, then I just feel like we need another girl, though. Then, like, where yeah. the females yes. at? Because I know we, there's we going to discuss something about women and men, and I'm gonna just sit there like, well, <laughs> <laughs> nah, she was go. I don't know. That's why I have to get another one. <laughs> I have to get another uh, another lady with us. I'm trying to get more, honestly, because. I, I, I feel so bad just you're the only one there, but, you know. Like I mean, you I said, can handle my own, but yeah, we're yeah, going to get into a debate. I feel it, and then I'm just going to be sitting there in silence. <laughs> I'm heading back. Don't worry about it. I, I, I'll be the devil's advocate. If you're alone, I got you. Because it's like, I have sisters, so I've seen it on both sides, but there's sometimes I'm like, bro, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> But all right, that's the end of this episode. Thank you all, all for right. like listening and tuning in. I'm sorry for all like the the issues and all that sound. It's just 
Yeah, we don't have a little a bit of that stuff. Huh? Yeah, we're definitely doing that stuff. Until yeah. we get a stable studio. Which oh, we should do soon. That. That'd be really dope because it's like, you know, after COVID times now, everything's opening back up. I think it would be really cool for us to all like oh, sit yeah. together and have these. That's another episode I got about COVID episode six. <laughs> like this opening stuff up. I'm like, yo, yeah. let's take it easy because people Ray think it's zoom old. In. Yeah. yeah, I'm a zoom. The exclusion is so real right now. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, yo, it was a pleasure. Um, I'm gonna let y'all like you know, uh, say your like you know goodbyes and all that. Goodbye. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, people. <laughs> Catch you next time. Bye. Until the, until the next one. All right. Bye-bye.